Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hi, everyone. This is Tom Salemi. Welcome back to the OIS Podcast. We're still sifting through uh, the piles of content from OIS at ASCRS. It's a great event. I hope you were there. We'll start uh, pumping that out shortly. In fact, this week we're uh, we're sending out the company presentations. We had 21 terrific startups and uh, later stage companies present. And uh, you can catch all those presentations on OIS.net. You can also see some of the write-ups in our OIS weekly newsletter. So uh, please do take some time. Catch up with those great companies. I also had a chance to speak privately uh, with over a dozen of the, I think, the top, the, the leaders. We had many panelists, leaders, and startup CEOs uh, about ophthalmology. We'll be presenting those interviews shortly. Uh, there's, they're just being uh, produced. But uh, I did want to provide the audio for one of them because it's, it's kind of a topical conversation. Uh, LensGen raised $21 million for Series A. And I got to speak with Ram Rao, the CEO and founder of LensGen, who is a regular at OIS, about uh, about the company, about the financing, about the space he's in. So stay tuned. That'll be the uh, the podcast of this week. And uh, do keep your eyes open for uh, other content coming your way from OIS. Now let's get into this podcast. Rob, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Tom. You've been a, a loyal attendee of OIS. We're always happy to have you here, and I'm very pleased that you raised had some news lately. You raised $21 million, which I'm told, I've never done it myself, but I'm told it's kind of hard to do. How was it? The presbyopia market, particularly the accommodative lenses, has been really tough to raise money. Yeah. Because I, I felt like, you know, when I started this company, I'm sitting in a penalty box. <laughs> because there's so many companies started and failed in this area. Approximately billion plus has been spent buying companies, starting companies, and they really didn't get home. So there was a lot of skepticism from strategics and the institutional investors. So I knew from the day one that, you know, I'm not going to raise money from them until I have good clinical data. So we raised money from the alternative sources. And we were able to do it. We raised about $7 million that way from angels. From angels. Yeah, money comes in in small trips, obviously, from angels. But we were able to do it. And finally, you know, we got institutional investors to believe in us. So angels alone, or did you get grants? What were some of the other sources of finance? We didn't get any grants. grants? We got a small amount of a grant from J&J in the very beginning of the company uh, for innovative ideas. And uh, so... That actually gave us a kickstart for the company, and uh, and after that it was all angels. So why go into presbyopia at all, knowing you have all those stacks against you? Just because like- if you look at ophthalmology today, yeah. the really the largest opportunity for any company is presbyopia, and and it, within the presbyopia, of course, there are multiple solutions for a presbyopia. But the best solution is the one that really mimics what you had when you were 20 year old. In other words, you have a contiguous vision. You can focus anywhere automatically without effort, without an external device. And, and, and uh, you can implant this lens in the eye with a standard cataract surgery, small incision, topical anesthetic. 
And that promise hasn't been fulfilled by any technology so far. And, and so when we started this company, we said, we're not going to take a technology and tailor that to the market, but we understand what the market is and, and tailor technology to the market. So what are the market needs in a press bay It has to be contiguously focusing device, near, distance, intermediate, and everything in between. Mm -hmm. So that's A. And then as B, it has to be compatible with cataract. Why? Because there are 25 million cataract surgeries done every year. And it's going to go to 40 million in the next 10 years. So if you have a procedure that's compatible with a, a surgical procedure, everybody is doing in the world exactly the same way, it's an automatic adoption. And that's why corneal products are finding harder to reach the marketplace mm -hmm. because that's not the way it's done. And, and so we said that's number two. Number three is the technology has to be robust. And the, the amount of time it takes to do the surgery has to be the same as a standard cataract surgery. And so these are easy things to say. And, of course, the third thing we said is amount of accommodation you get is good for every age. Whether you're a 45-year-old, you don't need much accommodation. Whether you're a 75-year-old, you need a lot of accommodation. Mm -hmm. It'll satisfy the entire range. And so easy to say these are the requirements for the market, but hard to achieve. But if we do, that's the holy grail. Because there are 2 billion people who could use that technology, or 4 billion eyes. The market size is just too enormous. And I think, I think that's coming through, right? I mean, it's even, coming at through. At this meeting, Presbyopa seems to be, I don't want to say it's a new dry eye, but it's, it seems it's, a, it's the, the, the condition everyone's kind of dropping. Yeah. Like, now we're interested in this. You're, you're be right, getting. because whatever the skepticism that was there mm -hmm. with the previous generations of technologies, and that is going away because they're newer generation and working on a different principle. Our system works more biomimetic than the previous technologies, because, for example, the ionics, that lens works by moving the lens back and forth. That's not the way nature works. Mm -hmm. Nature changes the shape of the lens. And so in order to do that, you have to jump into a new technology, which is fluid lenses. A lot of people didn't know anything about fluid lenses. They didn't want to venture into that area. And so a couple of companies did, and they made it work. And, uh, and so we are one of them. So did the... Excitement about presbyopia that we're seeing here, did that aid in the fundraising? Is, it, is, it, is there more of a recognition from investors now? I think there facing? was a recognition all along, mm -hmm. presbyopia. Everybody recognized it as the biggest market. And uh, the best way to prove that uh, thesis is today multifocal lenses dominate the presbyopia market mm -hmm. for cataract. And, and so multifocal lenses, I have a lot of issues with them. They're, it's a compromise visually. People have halos, people have glares, explant rates are very high, one in 40. And in spite of all those issues, it's a billion dollar market. And it's the most profitable segment of the IOL market for the doctors and for the companies. So it's a lucrative market for everybody. And the market is living with a compromised product so everybody knows that this is a fantastic opportunity if there's the right technology comes and, and addresses all the issues that are there today, and, but it hasn't happened until now. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, you know, what, what people don't invest in for a long time only creates a pent-up demand for it, and now it's kind of opening. Interesting. And once it opens, the floodgates are open. 
Jeez. That's what we think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we yeah. have another Presbyopia company getting financing yeah. a couple of weeks from now. So let's give a shout out to your investors. Who, who led the, the round? Hoya mm-hmm. Corporation. Their venture arm led the, um, uh, this round. And they made the most of the investment. And we had another small venture capital company put mm-hmm. in some money too. And one of the nice things about this deal for us from our perspective is although this is a strategic, they're in IOL business, they sell intraocolentes worldwide, uh, we did not give them any rights. No marketing rights, mm-hmm. no first right of refusal. They don't even have the right to say, you know, we have a right to acquire your company. We have a right to examine your company first. None of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, so their venture arm put in just like a financial entity which is a nice relationship for us to because we still have all our options open. And I, I think the, the stigma that was once perceived of taking corporate money and the, the strings attached, I think that's largely subsided. Yeah. In this case, it's yeah. gone. Yeah. So we were very carefully negotiating those things mm-hmm. because we don't want to be just kind of a sold prematurely to some company at right. some fixed right. price and not have any options, and we do now, Great. which is very nice. And what will you do with the capital? Where will, that, where, where, where will this carry you? The immediate target for this capital is to get the CE mark, mm-hmm. and which will take about two to three years. And, and so we have sufficient capital for about three years. And the steps involved in getting there are we're still tinkering with the uh, lens design a little bit. We are finalizing some aspects of the lens design. And we do that, and then we do a whole bunch of uh, preclinical tests, and then we start our trials in Europe. Great. Well, it's, it's good news. We're happy to see you raise this money and, and happy for the presbyopia space as someone who desperately needs something <laughs> to correct my vision. I'll start off with eyeglasses and go from there, but I'll, I'll wait your uh, FDA approval. Well, you, you need a technology which is robust and safe, and, and then you'll do it. Yes, exactly. And, and that means at least a million people before you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> half that. I'll set up for half a million. Thanks for joining us today. Okay. Thanks, Tom. And that is a wrap. Ram Rao, thanks for joining us on the OIS podcast and for sitting down at OIS at ASCRS. We'll have that uh, interview out in video form very soon. Thank you to all the attendees at OIS at ASCRS. It's great to see you there. As, uh, as we stated in our previous podcast, had close to 600 people there. So it uh, continues to be uh, a strong event growing each year. And uh, we look forward to seeing you there next year. Thanks to the folks who uh, said hello on the floor of ASCRS. It was great to walk around and see some of those companies that uh, we've followed from the startup stage to, uh, to finally have uh, space on the commercial floor. So it was great to, to see folks there. Finally, thanks podcast listeners for joining us. Give us a ranking on iTunes. It'd be a great help. Shoot me an email at tom at healthogy.com. Then any thoughts and comments? Healthogy is spelled with the word health, followed by the letters E-G-Y. And tune in next week for uh, another tale of innovation in the OIS podcast. And also keep your eyes peeled for uh, some great content coming from OIS at ASCRS.